This is The Good Stuff. Let's get to know those who are doing the good stuff in our community. We'll chat with everyone from small business owners to local officials. Join us as we go around town to find the hidden gems. This is your host, Andy Tomlinson. Welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. Well, welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. I'm here with special guest, Tim Boltenhouse, the uh, DARE officer for Chillicothe, well, and, and police officer. I'm excited to have Tim as a guest. Tim, welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, tell me about yourself. Are you, are you from Chillicothe? I am originally from Circleville, graduated from Circleville. However, my wife is from Knockhamstiff, so we kind of awesome. got... We kind of gained central ground with Chillicothe, so for the last 20 years, we've, uh, we've started our roots in Chillicothe. Wow. And you went to uh, Circleville High School? I did. I yeah. uh, graduated in 95 from Circleville High School, did uh, football, wrestling, uh, track there, and um, you know, grew up around Circleville my entire life until, until my wife from Knockhamstiff took me out. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. So have you always wanted to be in... Uh, in law enforcement? Uh, so as a, as a child, uh, I guess most children, you either want to be a firefighter, a police officer, an astronaut, or a dinosaur. Yeah. And so I, I did have a desire to be a police officer. However, after graduating school, it just timing didn't work out. Started a family and just basically years go by. And so it wasn't until I was a little bit older before I had the opportunity to uh, really pursue the dream of becoming a police officer. How many kids do you have? Uh, I have three kids. I have one of them is already graduated college, 25 years old. He has a uh, he started a good career, uh, doing very well. Lives in Washington Courthouse now, and I have a junior, Carter, who uh, who's a football player on the varsity team, and a seventh grader named Katie who basically does everything that there is. Every sport. Every sport. That's how I met Tim. I, my daughter and his daughter uh, play on, well, let's see, I think it was softball. And then it you know, morphed into basketball and yeah, volleyball and all kinds. So your journey to, to get to law enforcement, tell me about that. So I was, let's see, it was about seven or eight years ago, and I had seen – I'd seen a position open for a transit bus driver for the uh, Chillicothe Transit Department, and I had had my CDL for years for no reason other than driving the church bus. And so I thought, this, you know, this is a good opportunity. Uh, start working for the city. So I drove the bus um, in the MRDD um, department for about a year or so, and then there was an interdepartmental. Um, application for the parking enforcement officer and I thought wow what a great way for people to not like me yeah so I mean you're the most hated person without a doubt without a doubt so I went from the most hated to the second most hated being a police officer (laughs) but during during my time as the parking enforcement officer I I was able to kind of get behind the scenes in the police department that's the uh, department I worked through was the police department got to know the guys and the schedule worked out perfectly for me to uh, to be able to go through the police academy and to become a uh, full time police officer. But that was that was a long journey in and of itself because working Monday through Friday, um, you know, juggling life, and then having to go through the police academy for another eight hundred hours. 
I really had to lean on my wife to, uh, to be able to, you know, take care of everything else. Yeah. To do everything that you were, she had, she had a big task for the, for the eight months in the police. So did you, uh, do it remotely or did you have to go up to, so the police Academy was done at the, uh, location, uh, just, uh, just off of Keller. Uh, so it's, it's done here in Chillicothe, but okay. it is, it's a very demanding schedule. I would get off work at three and I'd have to be there at three 30, generally until 10 30 at night, plus both weekend days. So wow. for eight months straight, it was basically work and then police Academy. That's incredible. It was, I mean, it was you started tough. from bus driver to parking enforcement to, uh, law enforcement and you've moved your way to, now uh, you are the Dare officer. Yes, yes. What does what does Dare stand for? So Dare is a uh, drug enforcement. Um, I'm sorry, drug abuse resistance education club. There are 750,000 schools across the United States that have a uh, Dare program, and basically what that is is it's a uh, curriculum. Um, that has been put together by some of the the top minds as far as uh, teaching children safe and responsible decisions, um, uh, resistance to drugs, resistance to alcohol, uh, different techniques that uh, the, the kids are taught. And it's taught from a curriculum. So if a child goes to school, for example, in New Mexico and then moves to Ohio, it picks up exactly where they would have left off as long as they're in, you know, near the same uh, part of the curriculum. But it is, uh, um, it's the same top to bottom for every school in America. Wow. Uh, and it's, it's given me, I'm lucky enough that I'm at the school five days a week. When the school's open, I'm there. So it's given me a tremendous opportunity to grow a really strong rapport with pretty much every student. Now, I'm normally with the sixth grade, but whenever I have the opportunity, I'll go to the third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. I've gone to the primary a couple times, met with those kids. I've been to uh, Mount Logan with the, uh, um, with the early education. I try to, I try to get out and about to, to meet the kids, but throughout the year, it's just amazing the relationship that you can build with these kids. And as they, as they trust me more and more, they, they'll express, you know, some of their thoughts, feelings, some of the issues they have at home. And I do everything I can to encourage them or, you know, to help them any way that I possibly can. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you, are you just in Chillicothe City Schools? I am. Okay. Uh, CIS is my, basically where I'm, I'm based out of. I have my office there mainly because DARE is taught to the sixth graders. Yeah. So I do have a, I do have an elementary and a uh, middle school curriculum. Uh, we, we haven't, we haven't been doing that yet, but it is definitely something that we have talked about in the future, possibly next year, the year after starting that. Of course, the last couple of years have been a little bit different with learning and with basically everything. Sure, COVID. Uh, so COVID, exactly. Yeah. So, so we're hoping to you know to start introducing more and more of the curriculum to the younger kids and to the older kids. So when uh, a kid shares something with you, um, 
then you try to probably find the best resource to fix the problem. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, being a Chillicothe police officer, I have a lot of resources, uh, whether it be um, mental health or uh, CPS, anything yeah. like that. So, and also having you know experience on the road of the right people to connect those kids to, or if it's something that you know, for instance, it's, if it's a bullying incident. I'm a great mediator. Yeah. I can bring kids in together. And because I have a rapport with all of them, I can usually address that bullying issue and we can resolve it right there without any more conflict. Wow. I've probably got a hundred examples throughout the year of just that. Yeah. Just stopping yep. kind of yep. bullying, fighting. Yep. Yeah. Um, so. I probably could have used that as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all could. <laughs> uh, so a, a typical day, um, you start out, uh, early in the morning, just like just like a class, right? It it is. Um, I wish I wish I could say typical day because yeah, every day, every day with with um, elementary kids are non typical. But so I start my day at the police department at seven a.m. I get to the school by seven fifteen because the school encourages at least five or six adults greeting kids as they come in. It helps yeah. get their day started. It you know it can give them positive encouragement. I'll give them a high five as they're coming in, a hug, a fist bump, you know, however they want to be greeted. I am there to, to greet them along with the other teachers. And then um, basically my first class is at around 7.50 on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So from 7.50 until 2.30, I'm in, I'm in a class with the sixth graders and we're going over our curriculum I'll do uh, extra add-on curriculum, uh, such as you know, getting deeper into bullying, deeper into uh, um, drugs, alcohol, tobacco, vaping is a uh, is a very big thing right now in schools. So I have a large lesson over vaping. Uh, also, social media. I yeah. you know tell them more bullying, more bullying exactly, yeah. uh, cyberbullying. There's just you know so many so many things out there that a lot of people. Um, are basically naive to that I will teach these kids in sixth grade to you know to watch out for this to you know this is going to have an could have an effect on your future and to you know to do everything responsibly rather than you know most 10 11 12 year olds kind of reckless in what they do yeah. so I try to teach responsibility at a young age that's cool yeah because you never know you might save someone's life I you know I've there's been a couple instances that um, you know kids of Kids have told me that, you know, they've shared with me in confidence that they did vape. They yeah. did vape at 12 years old and, you know, they had access to it by, you know, one way or the other. And that through the lessons and just, you know, some of the health effects that they decided to quit vaping. Yeah. And so, I mean, that, that that's amazing when a 12-year-old child will share that with you. I know, you know, it can be... It can be kind of rough even to imagine that a 12 year old would vape. Yeah. But to know that they have quit because of something that you've taught them or something that they picked up in class, it's it's a great feeling. And so the vape, is that, uh, are they vaping like tobacco? Are they vaping well, marijuana? There or are, everything? There's kind of a, uh, generally it's the tobacco nicotine. Yeah. And so a lot of, a lot of them thought that. Vaping was safer than cigarette smoking, but throughout uh, you know throughout the knowledge that I give them, they find out otherwise. Yeah, there have been a couple of them that said that they have um, have tried marijuana in vape form, and so 
you know, once again, I just educate them on the, uh, you know, on the risks that are taking, uh, you know, while vaping or smoking, you know, recreational use marijuana, the things that, you know, through my experience that, you know, could happen to them. Yeah. And usually they're very receptive of it. And, you know, I think just from who I've, you know, the kids I've talked to, there's been six or seven that were, that were marijuana users that quit marijuana. That's awesome. So, and I know at 12 years old, that seems like, well, you know, it, it's not possible, but it is. Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah. So, and uh, kids are probably bringing it into school, going into the bathrooms. There has been there yeah. has been instances where, yeah. you know, it, it has been it's found a different in schools. World. It is. Um, you know, we're, you know, however, however much we want to look back to the good old days yeah. <laughs> where that was kind of taboo. Yeah. You know, we're in 2022. Yeah. And just kind of have to you know, have to adjust, uh, to, you know, to what's coming. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm glad that, uh, you're there to, to help and, uh, help these kids yeah. steer them in the right direction. It sounds like they trust you more as you, as you have been there. This they is do. your first year or second? This is my second year. Okay. Um, this will be my second graduating year. And this year, um, the city of Chillicothe and the police department afforded me more time and opportunity to be in the school. So I've grown closer to this group than probably the group that I had last year because I was only with them. I basically went in on um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, taught, and then I worked the road on Saturday and Sunday. But this time I'm at the school five days a week. The kids I have, I have kids that want to, you know, want counseling time with me on a daily basis. Wow. They, um, you know, they want to express their problems, whether it be at school or at home. And, you know, again, I can, you know, mediate with them. I can counsel them yeah. just basically, you know, I'm not a licensed counselor or anything, but, you know, through, through life experience and helping them make good responsible decisions, I can usually help them. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, it's, well, it's cool that to see that, uh, you know, Chilligali high school, uh, realizes the importance of you being right. there instead of just three days, now five sure. days. Yes. And I'm sure that it's a, a welcome relief for, for them because yes absolutely and and you know i have not with just the students but i have a great rapport with the administration too and so it kind of it also gives folks you know a lot of folks a good feeling to have a police officer at the school it could be just my my car out front of the school can be a deterrence yeah absolutely for you know somebody who may you know, you know, wish harm on, on the school and, yeah. you know, maybe it crossed their mind and they drive by and they see a, a police car there and they think, well, no, this is not an easy target. So they, they move on. So, yeah. um, but I know, you know, our police department administration had to work pretty hard with the, with the city in order to, you know, get the, get the funding for me to be, you know, in the school. Yeah. So, you know, my salary's, you know, paid for with, you know, with grants. It's, it's basically three part, you know, you got uh, city, you've got grants and you've got uh, school. So everybody works together and, you know, I get to be there and I feel absolutely blessed that I can be there five days a week. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, I mean, uh, what a big, uh, you're going to maybe change people's lives. I hope so. So, uh, you took over some big shoes. I, I, who was the officer before you? So, uh, officer Sandy Murray had oh, yeah. retired from the Chillicothe police department as the, as the dare officer, Julie Preston, uh, was a, uh, dare officer be, before her for years. And, um, also 
course, everybody you know knows Larry Cox. Yeah. I, did I you know across, Larry? I personally did not know Larry, but I, as as a predecessor, Larry left a lasting influence on hundreds, thousands of people out there. I still, yeah. I have people approach me constantly as the dare officer and say, you know, Officer Larry Cox is my dare officer. I love that guy, and you know, he's still, you know. Still leaves an impact to this day. Yeah, still entrenched. Yeah, yeah it was awful uh, what happened. Have you ever ran in the Larry Cox turkey trot? I have not ran. I have done security there, though. <laughs> so uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge fan of running. My wife has got me into spin. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with spin. I am. Uh, but my wife is like a hardcore animal at it, and I'm just kind of a, a hamster. Um, but she, she takes me in, we do spin. In fact, last week we did spin and I couldn't walk for three days afterward, <laughs> just trying to keep up with her and, uh, you know, keep up with everybody else in the class. So I, I never, I never actually ran in it, got to do security mainly because I'm not a runner. Right. I would walk three point, whatever miles yeah. it is, but. Yeah, probably not run so yeah, much. Yeah, I get it. I, I get talked into it. And I'm, I'm good in short bursts, but not in longer know, long runs. When you uh, when you your prior job of being a police officer, uh, what was your shift? What? So I I primarily worked night shift. Okay. And I, I tell you, I like I like night shift because of the because of the unknown. I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. And so the the night shift, you can get a little bit bigger dose. You may not get as many calls. But a lot of the calls are going to be a little more stressful, a little more demanding. So, so I always enjoyed working night shift because of the unknown intangibles that, you know, what's this night going to bring? Or right. What's it not going to bring? Um, believe me, a boring night is not a bad thing. We can go out and find our own stuff to do. But, you know, there's always that chance that, you know, what in the world's going to happen? Yeah. So especially on full moons. Yeah. I always would remember like you'd come in for softball practice and say, well, how was last night? And you'd give me this story. And yeah. I, I love that because yes. I, I like to <laughs> like to hear all that stuff. Yeah, it's, it can be a lot of fun. We, oh yeah. You know, we, I know, you know, as a, as a police department, we, we like to be proactive. Yeah. We really like to be proactive when possible. So, you know, anytime, anytime we can get out and instead of, you know, the bad guy finding us by doing something, if we can go out and get the bad guy first, you know, that's better for, you know, for society in whole. Yeah. Well, and um, the police uh, department has changed quite a bit. There, there are a lot of new faces. That I don't, is, I don't is. know anymore. We have, uh, we, you know, we have, we've been hiring for the last few years and, you know, been fairly successful and not completely filling or filling the staff. Um, I'm probably not exactly knowledgeable on how many more we need for staff or anything yeah. like that. But I, I, I know, um, you know, there's always talks of, you know, a new person being interviewed or talked to, or, you know, there's a couple more spots available. So, you yeah, know, I would love to see, I would love to see a completely staffed uh, police department and, you know, I'm sure the community would too. And I think then we could really get out there and show the community what we can do with not only crime prevention, but um, community relations. Yeah. I know our administration is, um, is really pressing community relations. We've talked with um, 
the general manager at Dick Sporting Goods. We've got some programs that we're looking forward to with, um, uh, you know, doing some things with the community in collaboration with Dick Sporting Goods. They're, you know, they've given us um, soccer balls, basketballs, footballs. They're, they've been very generous as far as, uh, uh, you know, helping us with resources to, you know, do community engagement. Yeah, I and mean, I, I feel like uh, our small community is not like the national. Right. Uh, thank goodness, uh, we support our blue yes. and hundred uh, percent, and uh, it's not not the same as I what agree. we've seen in the last couple of years. I agree. Thank God. Yes. So you're driving? Are you driving one of those cool dare cars? So something really awesome is there's there's an opportunity right now out there. My day shift sergeant, Sergeant Tuttle had told me a few weeks ago that we can turn one of our cars that's going to be um, that's going to be cycled out into a dare car. Awesome. So came up with the idea and approached all the sixth grade class and I basically gave them a design the dare car kind of homework to do. Yeah. So I have oh my goodness, I've got 50 submissions by these kids already oh. and so we're going to take one of their designs turn it into a wrap or a skin or whatever it's called yeah. on the cars. And the sixth grade this year is going to design their class. And so the child that submits the winning, um, the winning drawing, basically they're going to, they're going to vote on who wins. Yeah. But so let's say Joe Smith is the winner. We're going to design the car based off of what uh, they turned in. And we're trying to put together something special for that child afterward. Maybe, you know, maybe I can go over there. He, they can see the lights and sirens, you know, see the car. Maybe we can take them over to um, the law enforcement complex, kind of show them, you know, show them around a little bit. Just, you know, yeah. not completely behind the scenes, but, you know, just through the door. Right. And kind of, you know, take them around and show them. And hopefully we can even include maybe on the uh, rear bumper, maybe their name or something, and it'll be there for years. That's awesome. So we're, I'm very excited about uh, that. I always remember the other one that their, their rims were different oh, from everyone. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So it was, it's amazing. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of agencies do, um, do special dare cars and they actually have a dare car show each year for the Ohio dare conference. They, the dare officers drive them up and they, you know, they do judging yeah. awards for them. And uh, so I'm, I'm really excited about being able to participate in that one day and then being able to say, Hey, my students designed this car, not a, you know, an engineer out of wherever. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and I always kind of remember uh, the dare officer being at like sporting events, uh, football games of that nature. Is, is that still the case? Absolutely. I am. I am at every football game, uh, nearly every basketball game. My sixth graders, I'll go to their sporting events. Um, I'm just, I'm available to them. Yeah. I'm there. Uh, I'll go, you know, I'll go to birthday parties. I get, I get emails all the time, just out of the blue, seven o'clock in the evening. Just, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah. Know, just from the kids? From the kids. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. And, you know, I'll, I'll talk to them. So, you know, I knew, I knew going into this, it would be, it'd be more than just 40 hours a week. Yeah. Um, so, but that's absolutely fine. You know, if I, you know, if a kid, if a kid needs me at two o'clock in the morning and they send me an email that says they need me, you know what? You'll do it. I'm going to be there. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, sounds like, uh, that's what Larry did and you're living. Yeah. I didn't know Larry either, but uh, I always had good, heard that good things. Yes. 
So not only do you work with kids, you also uh, give up your time to coach kids. Have you always been a coach? I have. I've been a coach for about the last six years. I, of course, I coached my, I helped coach my my uh, oldest son in football, and then of course he got a little bit older, and then my next middle child Carter, I coached him in baseball, and then now my daughter Katie. I have I've coached her in basketball, which I know very little about. But the head coaches were really good, and I was good at motivation. Sure. So as long as I knew how to motivate, I was okay as basketball coach. But now, um, for the last two years, I've coached middle school softball, um, so seventh and eighth grade softball, and a uh, a travel team for my daughter's travel. So I really enjoy that, especially you know getting to know some of the kids because I've only been there two years there were kids above those classes that I really didn't know. Now I get to meet them and interact with those kids. And I tell you, the Chillicothe city school district is full of just wonderful kids that are, you know, just amazing people. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but there seems to be a theme here. You, you like to develop the youth into becoming leaders. I so do. that's pretty I, awesome. So as a youth, I, I don't know. I probably, <laughs> I probably should have listened to my dare officer more um, by making safe and responsible decisions. But um, as an adult, you know, looking back, you know, it is what it is. I think we've all had times where we wish we would have took different routes. But I tell you, I think it was it was probably my wife who straightened me out more than anything. Yeah. So um, and she encourages me every step of the way to, you know, to, to coach the kids, to, you know, to help the kids out. She's, she's right there. I yeah. couldn't do it without her. Yeah. It takes two. Yes, definitely. I, I hope you're, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you'd like to be the, the dairy officer until you retire. I would, I tell you, as long as I can get up and walk out the door, I yeah. would like to be you, the dairy awesome. officer. Yes. That's cool. Do you, have I have I missed anything? I think we've we've touched on all aspects on the dare. Um, yeah. So so dare. So dare is a is an organization that is basically we're funded by by donations from different organizations and clubs. Dare can be very expensive. Just one box of books is around two hundred dollars. Yeah. And I have three hundred students, and so. And a lot of times I probably I probably give them too much, but um, I'm constantly getting additional prizes for them just so just to encourage them to take that extra step. Um, yeah. This week I went to Grandpa Joe's. I got a case of slime liquors, which I personally don't like sour stuff, but the kids, the kids are oh my goodness! And it, it was huge to these kids. They did a competition on uh, on their Chromebooks that was uh, Kahoot. And it was all questions over dare and just the competitiveness yeah. and just the, the information that they retained throughout the school year. It was amazing. Most of the classes got 80, 70 to 80% of every question correctly. And I mean, you find me a math teacher out there. Yeah. <laughs> <Those are some laughs> Give me numbers. those statistics. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, so the, the kids really work hard, really try, and you know, they're I reward them for that. Can can anyone uh, donate to the cause? Or? Absolutely, we're a five hundred one c three, so every donation is tax deductible, and you know, all support comes from the city or from you know from the community the, the community. So, 
That's where that's where how, we're how, how would someone uh, donate? Go online. So they can they can contact me at the police department. Um, you can call seven seven three one one nine one and just leave a message. I return the call or uh, email me at tim boltonhouse at chillicotheoh.gov or also tim boltonhouse at ccsd.us and you know I can meet up, uh, give the tax deduction form, and um, usually. Usually I like to uh, try to get a, a graduation picture, send it off to all the donors and everything so they can put it up in the wall. And, uh, you know, it's just it's it's great the way the community just, you know, helps out this D.A.R.E. program. There's organizations that have been with us for years. Yeah. And like I said, we completely rely on those. I had no idea. I, I thought it was fun in different ways. But I, so, that's, you know, that's why I have you in here. Right, right. A, a lot of folks do. And it's, it's mainly because, you know, I... We don't go out and solicit, yeah. you know, for for help or anything. And I hope this doesn't sound like a solicitation, but because I asked you to be, here. you're right. So, but you know, so ultimately, it, it is funded by the community, and you know, we we appreciate even even just you know good thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> that helps. Yeah. So anything. it's awesome. Um, well, I always ask uh, three questions. It says okay. three, but it's more than three. Um, What's your uh, what's your favorite breakfast, lunch, and dinner spot? Okay, so favorite lunch, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So when I am not at school, I find myself going through Casa on Bridge Street <laughs> for a sausage burrito. Oh yeah, those are good. Just about every single day, <laughs> and so I always get a uh, sausage burrito and a Sprite. Sprite for breakfast isn't the greatest, but you know hey. I make it last throughout the day. For lunch, Carl's Townhouse. Double cheeseburger platter is without a doubt number one. Yeah. Whenever I get a chance to go, uh, just something about those. I, I, I don't know. They're they're semi addicting, but if you're listening and have never tried one, you have to try it just to uh, uh, just for the experience. Dinner is a dinner is a toss up because there are so many places, great places out there. But I find myself probably at Texas Roadhouse more so than anywhere. Yeah. Mainly because of the bread, yeah, the bread and the butter. So that is uh, that gets me there. I've even thought about going in there, just sitting down and eating bread. But <laughs> I'm not sure how they would take that. So. Well, you might. Yeah. Um, any uh, any book that you're currently reading or would like to share? So I have I have started reading an ebook called "The Boogeyman in Your Child's Back Pocket." Um, so it is basically. Uh, talks mainly about cell phone usage with yeah. juveniles, with kids, and it's a great read. It's uh, it, it's it's a pretty quick read, although I haven't made it all the way through, and um, it, it's very informative as to what what social media outlets can do to children, and just the level of depression has increased by about forty percent in the last five years over just cell phone usage and and COVID too and COVID yeah. as well. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to uh, pick that one up It's because it's, it's yes. timely because it I got is. a 12 year old that yes. doesn't have a phone Absolutely. yet. Absolutely. And any parent who, whose child does have a phone, it, you know, I highly recommend it. Yeah. There's some eye opening things in there and, um, you know, things that you may not have even thought could happen or, you know, or realize. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's good. Thanks for sharing. Sure. Um, Night owl or early riser or both? Cause well, so I've had to be basically interchangeable with both. Yeah. <laughs> so so last year I would work 
Wednesday, Thursday, Friday throughout the day. And then Saturday and Sunday night, I had to flip the switch to nights. Wow. And then Sunday, Monday was basically trying to recover from all the rest of that. You were a zombie. I was a zombie most of the time. Yeah. So now I am, I would have to consider myself an early riser because, you know, I work the, the seven to three shift now Yeah. and I like it. Believe me, it's, it's great to have a normal life, but if, if I have to go back and work the road full time again, it'll be night shift. Yeah. It's funny. I talked yeah. to Mike and he says the same thing. Yeah. He loves yeah. night shift. Yeah. Yep. Same. And I would think oh, I wouldn't want that. It can be, it's a hard adjustment. And yeah. I know, you know, kudos again to my wife. I know I've, you know, said her name, you know, a thousand times, but she puts up with me during those grumpy days yeah. of maybe four hours of sleep if you're lucky. Oh. So, you know, just because a human is supposed to sleep at night. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm not a good person yeah. without my sleep. No, no. So now I am 10, 11 o'clock. I'm done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. Done. That's, that's normal. Well, Tim, thank you for coming in and, and uh, giving us uh, an idea of what D.A.R.E. is and, and, and helping out these kids. Uh, I, I thank you, and I'm sure everyone else in the community thanks you. Andy, thank you for the opportunity and, and inviting me in here. And yeah. I know you, you do a lot for the community. I know I've probably got five flags from you over the last <laughs> year or two and came in for you know came in for your cookout a few yeah. times and just and just getting to know you through the years where our kids um you know have done sports and you know knowing your family and just uh i thank you for being a genuine person well and, thank you you know for being i appreciate you know, it. a a very important part of this community without a doubt not as important as you thank you thank you 